Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited for today's show as we actually have four guests on the show. That's right, all four guests from earlier in the week have provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Intimacy expert Joanna Kennedy joined us on Monday and shared with us what it was like to date Prince Charming and still try and follow your yes. Well, Joanna, would you do us a big favor? Would you help us to, to kind of show an example of how not following your yes can, well, it can undermine a partnership. And what I'd love for you to do is give us a short story of, you know, a time when you didn't follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't even realize that you had a yes, but now as you look back, you're going, wow, that was so clear. My gut was telling me exactly what to do, and I didn't pay any attention. Tell us about that time. Ken, actually, it goes back to one of the things I did talk about in my my interview, and back to some really strong gut hits, intuitive feelings, emotions that I had that something's not quite right before I got married in my, my early 20s. And I told a story in the interview about noticing his relationship to affection and how that's very different than what I felt like I needed and what I wanted. And different ways that we approach things. 
And yet I didn't pay attention. And sure enough, some of those pieces contributed to, and, and this was Prince Charming. I mean, you name it, he was, he, and so that's also what made it hard. But divorced four years after we married. And two really, really good people, but not paying attention. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I love what you said at the end there. You know, you were really good people. You just weren't paying attention. So what I'd love for you to do now is if you'd flip this around and take us to a moment when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell mm -hmm. us that story. Yeah. And it also is is related to choosing partnership. And one relationship, and, and it's actually, I'll be honest, it is actually my current relationship, my my partnership where when we started to date, there were, it was kind of the opposite of like the mind said, yeah, but what about this? And what about that? And when even the, through some of those challenges, when you check in with the body and, and he and I both did this because our minds could at times say, I don't know, but both of us would check in body and spirit. And this is exactly where we're meant to be. And it has been listening to that, even though in this case, the mind can say, I don't know, but the body and the spirit has continually said yes. And it's been a profound opportunity for us to transform and go deep and actually experience partnership in its truest form in those ups and downs and the realness of two human beings creating a life together. I am immensely grateful that I listened to that. Yes, he has brought profound gifts into my world. Thank you so much for sharing those two stories. And, and they're such wonderful illustrations of both the downside when you don't follow your yes and the huge upside when you do follow your yes. And you you listen to what's what that guidance is, whatever form it shows up for you, and you don't necessarily go, oh, but I can rationalize my way out of it because we can all rationalize our way out of everything. Totally. Yeah. So oh. that's such a great example of what it puts you in a position to do is have the deepest partnership experience you've ever had. Thank you so much for sharing that, Joanna. You are very welcome. Dr. Roberta Schaller joined us on Tuesday's show and gave us a great example of the impact that even one negative Nelly can have if you are not dedicated to following your yes. Roberta, I would love it if you would help us to kind of give an example of a time when, well, not following your yes really undermined a relationship. And what I'd love for you to do is, is talk about a time, and maybe at the time you didn't realize you had a clear yes at the time, but now you're looking back and you're like, that was right there in front of me and I blew it off. Tell us about what happened and, and what was the end result? Well, my yes has to do with the relationship with uh, making my contribution to the world. So I hope that works for your format. But, yeah, perfect. And um, a long time ago, when I was quite young, I had this very, very clear yes. I was a young mom with a couple of kids. And this was just like, oh, this is just what I need to be doing. And that was that I needed to write that I had things to say and I needed to write and I knew it would be difficult and I knew I couldn't do it full time, but I was just so clear I needed to write. So I went to an, an older 
person and a girl who had been in school with me and she was about four years older and she had a very successful career and I said to her you know I really feel like I need to write and she went oh are you kidding you're going to be a writer and she made fun of me terribly and I shut down I did not write anything further for years and so that clear yes to me so excited I allowed that woman to rain on my parade completely and put the fire out. Wow. I'm guessing that for folks listening, and I know for me, that that's more common than we realize and where we give up our yes. And it can, like your example, take just one person that well, it was, totally it was, wipes us out. The dismissive nature and, yeah. and, you know, putting on this British accent as though I were being really uppity, suggesting that I could be a writer. Hmm. And so because I came from this hijackal family and I also come from the most redneck blue collar area of a redneck blue collar town at the time. <laughs> and and I was like this person had moved out of this out of the town and she was doing well in the big city so I wanted to I thought wow she really knows what she's doing so I completely let her rain on my parade. And and it just it just knocked the wind out of me completely. But I went back into my doings at the time and moved on and let that yes just be extinguished. Yeah. So let's let's flip this around then, Roberta. Take us to a time when you had that clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story, if you would. Sure. Now, I'm sitting here talking to you from not-so-sunny San Diego today, but I'm from a small town on Vancouver Island in Canada. And I raised my children there, and I raised my children mostly on my own. And I have three children, so I had to take a job uh, in the school system. I was, I was a counselor and a, and a teacher and an administrator in the school system so that I could have the same holidays as my children and a secure paycheck. And, you know, as my last child was leaving home, I thought to myself, yes, I don't have to do this anymore. All the things that I do on weekends can become my life. And believe me, Ken, I was doing a lot. I owned a retreat center. I was giving personal growth and couples workshops on the weekend and teaching, cooking, and working full-time in the school district. I just couldn't do enough to express myself. But at that moment, I had that, yes, you don't have to do this anymore. And I quit. <laughs> I quit. And through a circuitous route, very shortly after that, I found myself living in the United States and making my way to sunny San Diego. So I said, yes to that yes and big aha i can do anything i want is it a risk yes it is do i believe in myself yes i do let's go i love it and you know it's such a great example because you're right it's it's a risk oftentimes it's it's scary but that yes doesn't go away and when we do it it's it, it never fails that's the stories that people are like and that's why I'm exactly where I need to be today, because I followed this one thing that didn't make any sense to me at the time and seemed like that was the silliest choice to make, but I did it. Well, in my case, I didn't think it was silly a choice at all. It was, wow, now I can do it, mm. <laughs> you know? 
So let's not talk about it anymore. Let's get right on with it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just recognizing the opportunities right there. Well, thank you, Roberta. I appreciate you so much sharing that with us. Super helpful. Thanks again. Oh, you're so welcome, Ken. Thank you. On both Wednesday and Thursday, we had the absolute privilege of having one of the world's foremost transformational leaders, Gay Hendricks, on the show. And he helped us understand what it means to have a full body yes. This is cool. Well, Gay, it would be wonderful if you would share with us just kind of some some story around, uh, you know, a time when you didn't follow your yes. Where How did that undermine a partnership? And what I'd love for you to do is just give us an example of, you know, when was the time you had that yes, you had that guidance, but you didn't follow it. And I mean, it could have been a time where you didn't even realize it at the time. But now when you look back, you're like, man, that was so clear. I don't know how I missed it. But tell us what happened. And, you know, what was the end result? Yes. Well, one that comes to mind um Several years ago, um, a person called me, um, a well-known person who's written books and given seminars and that kind of thing, and said she was forming a business with these other business partners, <clears throat> and did I want to be part of it? And so I, I tuned into it, and I got a yes, but then I had what a friend of mine calls a niggle, you know, uh, uh, you know those little niggling something where you feel basically positive, but you know there's some little niggling thing that, um, that still troubles you about it. Well, what I've learned is that oftentimes it's easy to get kind of dazzled by the possible money you're going to make or something like that, that you overlook those little niggles. And so I've learned now not to overlook them, but I overlooked it in this particular case. I had a, a niggle about one of the partners uh, because I, I had heard things about his integrity that I didn't like, but I kind of overlooked that because the overall deal looked so good. Well, it turned out to be that person, um, a very well-known person, um, actually, I think, kind of tanked the whole business and it didn't necessarily cost me a lot of money, but it cost me a lot of hassle factor of having to attend meetings that I didn't want to attend and had some unpleasant interactions that I don't, you know, have many of in my life anymore. And so um, I was just not mindful about making sure I had a what I now call a full body yes. You know, my mind was saying yes, but something in my body was having a little niggling experience of not liking it. I'll tell you another experience I had not long ago um, where a person came here. I, I probably about once a week, someone either calls me to pitch me something or asks to come visit to pitch me something that they want me to invest in. And I would say probably over the past 15 years, I've maybe listened to 500 different pitches, five or 600 different pitches, and I've actually invested in two or three of those things. And so uh, I'm very selective about doing that. So usually what happens is the person gives me the pitch, and I feel some little niggle about it and bring that to their attention and see how they mention it. I mean, see how they deal with it. And here was a situation where a person who's quite well known came here to um, a person who's been on Oprah and things like that, 
came here to ask me to invest money in a thing that he was doing. And during the course of our conversation, he said something that I didn't think was true. And so I brought back to that moment and I asked him whether that was actually true or not. And he said, well, no, not exactly, but, <laughs> but it's almost true, he said. And so I thought, okay, here's a person that tried to conceal something with me in the very first encounter. And so Katie and I have this saying around here, which is little trouble in the beginning, big trouble later on. So I, I said no to that partnership. And so then he went on and created the business anyway, got a bunch of investors, and then the whole thing crashed. And, you know, I'm not saying that to, with the attitude of, I told you so. It's just a, a plug for really listening for our true whole body yes and not overlooking those little niggling things that, um, that are trying to get your attention. Yeah, and I, I, I love that example, both of those, because you're, what you're talking about there is that, you know, yeah, we could get a yes on most of it, but if there's still something that isn't a yes, then it's what I call a maybe. It's where we want it to be a yes, so we kind of, you know, disregard the stuff that's saying no. And it's so important to go, is it, like you said, a whole body yes? I love that expression. So do me a favor. Let's flip this around. And I know you've got a, a schedule we're trying to hold to, but I'd love for you to share with us a quick story of a time when you did get a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us how that played out. Well, I'll tell you the very best one in my life is in uh, 1980 when I met Katie. I had just gotten out of a relationship, and I had just figured out why it hadn't worked. And I, I figured out that it was always because one or the other of us didn't tell the truth about something. Could even be a simple thing like, like not saying something you were irritated about or not saying something you were hurt about. So one of us wouldn't tell the truth. And then we'd start blaming the other person. And then we'd get into an argument and we'd go round and round. And sometimes that would even last for weeks before we cleared it up. And so I had this realization that if I only told the truth in relationships and that if I didn't criticize, if I just took responsibility for things that were coming up and didn't blame the other person, that I would be able to create an entirely different kind of relationship. So I met Katie and in our very first conversation, I said, you know, I I'm feel very attracted to you. I'd love to ask you out for a cup of coffee, but um, I want to tell you, I've just figured out that I only want relationships where both people are committed to telling the truth and both people are committed to taking responsibility for things rather than blaming when stress comes up. And on those terms, would you like to have a cup of coffee with me? And so it took her about 15 seconds. Her eyes kind of rolled back in her head for a moment and she kind of went silent. And finally she said, yes, how about lunch? And so in that moment, we created this really powerful relationship out of you know me saying exactly what I wanted in my very first interaction with her. And I think it's one of the things that's re really helped create the magic because you know every couple goes through in 36 years together, you're going to go through high spots and low spots. And you know we've been times when we early on when we were almost broke, and then 
times when we were multimillionaires and you know there were just all sorts of different things that happened in the relationship and so but what we always had was our commitment to being absolutely honest with each other and our commitment to taking responsibility for things instead of running for the victim position when stress comes up. That is a rock-solid foundation to build off of. That's a great story, Gay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And for anyone who may have missed the interview with Gay earlier in the week, I really encourage you to go back there because he gave us so many fantastic examples of just doing this, following his yes in different places in his life and how it played out and when he didn't, how that played out. So if you want even more amazing stories like this, definitely check out the interview from Gay. And Gay, again, thank you for sharing with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. All right. Thanks a lot, Ken. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This This could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.